previously on The Marvelous Patrick Show. Is this like my performance review and I'm not getting a good one? This joke might be a little dark, but sometimes I think my kids are the poster children for abortions. President, who, by the way, has his own accusations up the yin-yang, which is what he grabbed them by. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Marvelous Patrick Show. I'm your host, The Marvelous Patrick, and joining me this week, as usual, is my co-host, Matt. Hello! Yay, Matt! Yay, Matt. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this show, the setup is fairly simple. It could be anything and everything. It could be news, politics, jokes, geekery, whatever. Every week, I come with three topics, and Matt comes with three topics. We announce those topics, then we have a veto round where each of us gets to veto one of the other person's two, three topics, leaving us with four topics combined to talk about. And then we just do. So we never really know what we're going to get. Sometimes it's very serious, other times less so. It's, it's always We try to be very entertaining. That's really our main goal. This week, you're hearing macro noise from Matt. He's cleaning... His office. He's multi. He's a multitasker. It's fun because my headphones and microphone only stretch so far. <laughs> how how was your week, Matt? Um, you know, there was some some vomiting and some things like vomiting, but not that end of the body and. Not for me personally, but for children. So that's you know, good, good, excellent, adventurous, excellent. Yeah, we've we've had we haven't had that particular sickness at my house, but we have had a sickness um, where I had a daughter stay home from school a uh, day before Thanksgiving, and then today uh, another child stayed home from school. So. Uh, and then the other two had been sick as well. So it's it's and my wife. So I'm I think I'm the only one to survive this whole thing. Wow. For whatever Yikes. reason. Yikes. So uh, my immune system is working great. Yay. Well, are you ready to crash. get? Are you ready to get to it? Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see. I think it's my turn to start with topics this week, if I remember correctly. We're on the fifth episode already. Can you believe wow. that? I know. Five. I know. It feels like just yesterday. We our worked. number of episodes has exceeded our number of nightly topics. Oh, my gosh. You're right. That's crazy. And I, I, I've been writing down topics just as I go now throughout my life every week. Anytime something occurs to me. So I have, like, a huge list. I'm just trying to – I, 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 I got to try to get the ones I actually wanted to get to so right um i'm just gosh yeah yeah i got okay okay it's it it is the first three i was going to go with so that sucks but it is what it is um it sucks because it's just like well these are the ones that are most like current and yeah but that's you know but the other ones kind of are more evergreen is the thing right right you build up the backlog and and that's okay because i've got some evergreen topics well uh, well some some tonight but yeah all right all right so what do you got my my i'm going to give my three topics uh matt will react to them as i give them and then he'll give his three i'll give a little quick reaction then we'll go to the veto round are you ready matt I am ready, and if this were a video type of thing instead of an audio type of thing, you would have seen a great reaction from me when you said I will react to them. We should we should but, maybe vlog one. We should do like a special video version for patrons. I, I've got Patreon. a face for podcasts. I agree, um, but <laughs> um, but still, I mean that's just it. I mean maybe maybe we should make them pay to not see you. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> for, they pay one amount to see you, or they pay a higher amount to not see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm at the point where I think people are going to pay to not see my content. That's I don't know. If that's a good thing or not. All right, here we go. My three topics this week: the Flynn indictment. Or no, not indictment. Um, plea. Uh, guilty plea. plea. Guilty plea. Guilty yeah. plea. 
The Flynn guilty yep. plea. Yes. All right. That's uh, my reaction is correcting you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the next one is the new Avengers trailer for Infinity War. Ooh, I'm okay. Good topic. I'm excited to talk about that one. And the last one, and this is a very important one, especially for podcasters, net neutrality. Ah, yes. Um, I'm going to be neither for nor against it. I'm going to be neutral on that topic. Wah, wah. Yeah. All right. That was forced. I, I, I actually have a very strong stance on that one, but I'm, I do too. I, as, I'm as not surprised as a content creator on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so three topics and you had a pretty strong reaction to each of them. There was no mez this week, actually. I got a veto one of those. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I got, and those are, like I said, I had other ones that didn't make the cut. So I was like, oh, all right. All right. That's going to be tricky. All right. All right. So my first topic is hubris. I brought it back. That's right. I really want to talk about this. Talking about things like you know what you're talking about. I want to get meta. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be. He wants to use hubris to talk about hubris. That's something like that. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Number two. Stranger Things two. <gasps> that was almost on mine. Oh, all right. I wasn't sure if you watched it at all. So, all right. All right. Good. Just finished it last night. (laughs) Nice. Okay. All right. And number three, I want to bring back from the dead, back from the dead, and talk about female musicians. Since we recently did the male ones, I thought it would just be nice to have that that counterpiece. Oh, I was thinking about doing the same thing, actually. Again, this is another one that was almost on my list because I thought it was a fun thing to do. All right. Um, wow. And I got a veto. So we both, we both actually have, uh, we have six topics to pare down to four this week. And I think we both feel just equally terrible about having to veto any of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, you get first veto this week. All right. So your first one was uh, the Flynn, Flynn guilty plea. Guilty plea. The second one. And Avengers Avengers uh, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to veto I'm going to veto net neutrality just because I, I feel like I feel like I that one's feeling. too big of a topic for tonight with the other stuff. I, it's, it's, it's a lot going uh, on. A lot that's a tough one. On. That's that's a bring it back though. Bring it back. All right. I'm going to veto. I'm going to veto. You're going to hate me. I'm going to veto hubris again. I saw that one coming. <laughs> because but because right that the other the other ones are like just. Like, like yep. I said, I want, I almost did Stranger Things and I wanted to do another Back from the Dead. I didn't have a topic, but I just thought Back from the Dead was a fun thing to do. Also, the right. cast would have been, would have been fun. Y- so. Yep. Yep. All right. Good. Good. All right. Ooh. All right. Well, folks, our topics this week are the Flynn Guilty Plea, Stranger Things Season 2, uh, the Avengers Infinity War trailer, and Back from the Dead Female Musicians. <clears throat> wow. Um what a show <laughs> i do you ever listen to our show i listen to our i, I do listen to our show um just because I, I like to make sure that the file actually works and everything in case something goes wrong ah that, that makes sense so i and don't, i love the sound of my own voice right i'm I the only person don't, on the planet that loves how i sound i don't usually listen to our own show because much like i have a face for podcasting i have a voice for m- miming yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's uh, yeah but what i was gonna say is man if i was an audience member this week this would be the, exactly like the kind of show i'd be really excited to listen to all right well good good so, and that's uh, by the way that's part of the reason i'm doing this podcast is i'm making the kind of podcast i would want to listen to that's you know they you, you listen to, to a lot of like artists and stuff talk and they often talk about they just making the kind of thing they enjoy and, 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 you know, I think I'm very true for myself, at least. I make the kind of comics I enjoy, and now I'm making the kind of podcasts I enjoy. It's, I am, a, I am my, my target demographic, of my Venn diagram of one circle, and I'm in it. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Good. Then All right. you, should, you should be able to count on at least one listener. And I have. Uh, <laughs> by the way, find us if you haven't. Uh, we can be on, on patreon.com slash marvelouspatrick. For a dollar, you can get the early episodes i'm going to plug it now and at the end of the episode as well as on uh, we are on apple podcasts now and google play where you can find us 
and you can actually review us and rate us and all that sort of stuff too, and that helps. So um, you guys should do that, folks out there. Please uh, find us in those places. All right, let's get to work tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Flynn guilty plea is our first topic. Oh, okay. wow, it's been a week. Wow, what a week. Uh, um, <laughs> what a, well, yeah, yeah. Well, so, it hasn't been a week since the guilty plea. It's been, it's been four days. Yeah, so. oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those who you know may not, maybe because the news will be that much crazier by the time this gets out in public. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, at the end of November, beginning of December, Michael Flynn uh, pled guilty. <laughs> To lying to the FBI, and uh, now there's a lot. There's a lot working on this. Michael Flynn, of course, was the NSA director for not quite 30 days uh, for Mr. Donald J. Trump, uh, and then he eventually was removed from that position. Um, I don't even want to say what he was removed for or how he was removed because that all comes into this. So, right, well, I mean, I don't think we need to worry about spoiler alerts here. I mean, spoiler this is... alerts. Um, well, no, I mean, I want to talk about I, I want to talk about a lot of these things. I <laughs> I don't even know where to begin because this is just so right. Right. Less than well, a, I mean, less than it, a year since Trump has taken office, there have been massive indictments and guilty pleas already coming out of his administration. Well, there are there are if I if I'm not mistaken, two guilty pleas and two other people indicted. Is that that, the, that these, are, these are not like little like lesser known people. These are like major movers and shakers during his well, campaign well, and administration. Argu arguably, the other guilty plea was a fairly minor person. Okay, oh, but, but but no, Flynn is at least Flynn half is of them so, in less than a year. Right of investigation, like Watergate. Can, okay, so to compare this scandal to Watergate, because I think that's the only rule. That's I think that's the only thing we have to compare it to. Um, this the rate of this happening, like it Watergate unfolded over the course of two years. It was a oh my god, I want to say after the break in, like there was a rest of the break in, but the actual like Watergate cover up scandal indictments and stuff came. Like, I didn't even start until, like, 12 to 16 months after that. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, so well, for, first off, this is Watergate was doing, double time of Watergate. I mean, Watergate was doing, I mean, it was kind of paving its own way as well. So let's, I mean, let's, I mean, this is, there's a little bit more of a roadmap now yeah. for a prosecutor, certainly. But my, the point being, though, I mean, but they didn't even start, they didn't even, like, there was no special counsel or anything like that. I mean, the, the investigation was incredibly slow and everything in Watergate. Um, whereas as here, you know, it's not. So Michael Flynn, we, we should talk about, um, you know, obviously this is all with the Russian collusion in meddling with the election last year in 2016. And, you know, Robert Mueller obviously uh, is investigating this as special counsel because, um, there was an investigation by the FBI <laughs> by, under Director Comey, who was removed from his position by the president, who, according to Comey, and later confirmed by the president on national TV, he was removed from the directorship of the FBI because he wouldn't let the Russia investigation go. <laughs> Which... Is, is right. The investigation right. into Flynn, who had obvious ties he failed to disclose. So... I, I, yeah. So my, my tweet I mean, I, the other day was, I cannot wait to see Chris Evans win an Oscar for his portrayal of Robert Mueller in a few years. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, to, to me, and all right, so I'm right. I am an attorney and he's and, a lawyer. So, it, you know, well, we say attorney, it sounds better than lawyer, right? Yeah, right. You know, people say sure bad is. things about lawyers, like, you know, can you believe my scumbag like lawyer custody. only got me 100% custody, right? But they say good things about attorneys. Like, I killed three people. My attorney still got me off, right? So, But also, it sounds like you can charge more if you call yourself an attorney over a lawyer. Uh, right, right. So, yeah, there's there's no – yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the to me, that what I saw, what I saw with Flynn here and what he pled guilty for, you know, was, was the line, was it really seems like – you know, I think in terms of 
burdens of proof and how much evidence you need to bring a charge and things like that. And at least from what I know of obstruction of justice, that seems like we've got all the facts on the table that would establish obstruction of justice for Which is not Trump. even the original goal, by the way. Right. But the, well, the I mean, actual, the actual uh, case uh, that Mueller is chasing is uh, is a Russian interference and potential collusion between the campaign and this. This obstruction of justice potentiality now that we are seeing would be part of covering up that. So it's the cons- well, it's uh, ostensibly, ostensibly. I mean, ostensibly, it's again the cover up is worse than the crime, kind of. You know, in, in terms well, I mean, of, it could, well, could be, it could in this case, but, could be, it could not be. Like part the same, but it's right. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, no, I mean. So, what I want to talk about, and 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 every oh God, we're both so excited about this, and we just can't even get our words out. We're Jeff Goldblumming all over the place. I I <laughs> one count is what he's pled guilty to, and he's offering full cooperation, which means this is a bargain. This is a plea bargain. Right. Right. Which means, and 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 you see a lot of people on in in Trump land who are like, well, that's all they got on him is one of this, and Hillary did that, and they go into the whataboutism right away with Hillary. Because they're trying to deflect, because they're trying to point out that no, 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 he's there could be more things charged, and and there's I mean there's so much brilliance in this, on Mueller's part, right? Okay, so first of all, one thing for lying to the FBI, right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other crimes because of the content of what he lied about that he could potentially be charged with later, right? But the cooperation is probably going to keep that away from happening. Is is, is, Pro- is probably right? But, right? Yeah. That I mean, yeah. But here's where it gets brilliant, right? Is, okay, so, you know, federal crime, he's been charged with federal crime, which means the president could pardon him. So if he was charged and he didn't want to play ball with Mueller, you know, and he hung tough, Trump could get him out of jail free, right? Right. Except, and this is why Mueller is brilliant. It's one thing. He's got a whole bunch more in his back pocket, and he has two grand juries, (laughs) one of which is impaneled in... In New York, I believe. <laughs> oh. And this also means that he is also, if you look at Mueller, all, the whole investigation, he is also working with state attorney generals in New York. <laughs> ah. And, I was... uh, and, other, and other such things, so that people could potentially be charged with crimes of which P- Trump would have no pardoning power over. That's well. I I I am not super familiar with the pardoning power and all of that. So I'm I I will. I mean, I'll I take it. On, I that just you're, read about Watergate, so I'm like I'm really. I mean, I'm really. Yeah. So I'll take it. You're getting that from a source that I yeah that I am unfamiliar with. So yeah. be that so as it may. Presidential pardoning books. Yeah. It's only for so, federal crimes. So like, okay. if you went, if I went today and broke a Minnesota state law. Yeah, but didn't wasn't wasn't Sheriff Joe pardoned no. for not a federal crime? That was a no. federal crime. No, because he was in contempt of a federal court. That's the actual. Ah. That's the actual okay. crime he was he was actually oh. on. It okay. Was a very right. minimal sentence and everything. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Yes. Yeah, so 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 what this tells us, right? Okay. So my understanding of, of what this one guilty plea means. Okay. So first of all, he took a guilty plea to a very small charge. Yeah. Considering all well, the other stuff that's I mean that's yeah, out five there. years is not small, but yeah. Well compared to It's still a felony. It is still a, a felony. felony, it's not a mistake or anything. There's right, it's it's the smallest I mean of the things he could right, because it isn't what he lied it isn't just that he lied, because it's about the conversations he lied about. You know, we would start getting into things maybe about the Logan Act and things like this. There's other things that could be potentially prosecutable. Right, that the lie is about because you don't just lie; you lie to cover something up that you don't want someone to know, which right. you know usually implies some sort of knowing wrongdoing. Which we're going to assume at this point, Mueller knows what that is. So that's that's what's really exciting about this. Now, now, why would Mueller want Flynn to cooperate? Right, Flynn is a you only want he's a, he's, to, he's almost as big as it gets. Right. You only want someone to flip, as they say, if they can lead you to, to targets of higher value. Or multiple targets of equal value. But or even there, there's 
not and necessarily even and there's those. there's not a lot of targets at equal value. Now, the next name you heard the exact same day as Flynn, as it starts to come out, was Kushner. Next was Kushner. And this is where it all starts. This and 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 this is this is where it gets this fascinating, is... right? Jared yes. Kushner, the son-in-law, um, and he has been lawyered up for a while. And there is reason to actually to believe, if you if you've been reading and watching the news, Mueller met with Kushner a few weeks ago. Yep. Now this guilty plea bargain, this this deal, the deal with Flynn didn't come about on Friday. That deal had been in the works for quite a while. It was released on on the on Friday, December first, right. which means it is extremely likely that when Mueller met with Kushner. He, had, he already knew what he needed to know. He knew everything about Kushner he needed to know, and that was him seeing if Kushner was telling the truth. Yep. Yep. So. It is a fascinating thing. Um, I, I, you know, so then with Kushner, you get into you get into the family loyalty question. Because what he lied about, so we should talk about what did he lie about on the, on the FBI. He lied about whether or not he was directed from the campaign to contact, be in contact with Russians. Yeah. And according to Flynn's testimony. And, and mind you, we haven't senior, seen a lot of his te- testimony. We have We've only not. seen a little bit. Like I said, this is all tip of the iceberg stuff, but the tip of the iceberg is still enough to sink a Titanic sometimes. To, to make a poetic metaphor. Um, which is not poetic and really clunky, actually, much like the Titanic itself. That the only people who would have been more, more senior than than General Flynn in the campaign, because he had been with the campaign since the start, would have been Jared, Don Jr., and Don Senior. Yep. And we know Don Jr.'s well, in trouble and, and, already. And Pence. Well, and Pence, and Pence, and Pence, yes. Now, we have seen Don Jr. having some troubles already. I can't remember what was happening to him a few weeks ago. I mean, right? So, I don't think it takes a, a huge leap of logic and intelligence to say, this is a potential path for Mueller on this investigation. Flynn to Kushner to Don Jr. to Sr., or even Kushner to senior. I right. tend to think, because the only people Trump is ever loyal to is his family. The only reason, and he was always oddly loyal to Flynn. Why? Because Flynn would lead to his family. Yeah. I am of the belief that Don Jr. would throw a son-in-law over the, under the bus. <laughs> I don't know that he would. I, 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 okay. I'm inclined to believe he would throw a Jewish son-in-law under the bus <laughs> to save yeah. his own skin. I mean, but I not Don Jr. You know, if it weren't, if it weren't the golden child's husband, yep, I might believe that, that's you. The only, that's the only thing. So, but my here's mind, what I think. Here's what I think is a, a more interesting question. Personally, I am more interested in whether Jared would throw Trump under the bus. Well, I think clearly he's about to. I, I don't know. I don't I think know. He will. I think he will because he was the first one to lawyer up. He was the first one. That doesn't suggest he's going to. That almost no, suggests no, he he's was not. The first one to 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 make. He, he, I, I I think he's. I I I have this feeling. Well, I don't think that marriage will last. But <laughs> right. If I had probably not. That's on that. <laughs> but I I would say when this is all said. I mean. And here's the thing, I mean, again, about Mueller, right? This is, this guy is Mr. By the Book, cross your T's, dot your I's on everything, right? And people are, and so a lot of times, like, the Trump land people will be like, well, it's taking, he's done this long and there's no evidence yet. No, no, he hasn't released things yet, folks. If you, if you, if you're watching him, this is a guy, Trump has gotten out of so many, so many lawsuits and, and, and other um, various legalities over his career. He has slimed his way out of everything in the courts, right? This is a guy who has settled, who has 
who is just outweighted, outlasted. I mean, you know, countersuit. I mean, he, this is a guy who just knows every legal little trick in the book. If if Mueller is on to Which is funny Mueller, because his attorney is kind of an idiot. But it, Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to that in a moment. Um, <laughs> Mueller is the consummate lawman. That's why I said, like, I mean, if we're watching a movie that's like Chris Evans playing him, I think would be fascinating, right? I mean, this... <laughs> This is a guy, he he is going to make sure when he finally comes out, he is going to have a very prosecutable case. Right. right. This is not, this guy is not going to go half cocked. He's not going to go three quarters cocked. He's not going to go 15, 16 cocked. He's going to be cocked in a half, if anything. And there will not be an escape. Now, all this, I mean, and again, we're talking tip of the iceberg. There's more to come. It has. Trump hasn't even been in office for a year. Yep. And, yep. I mean, right. So, do we want? I mean, I, I I almost had this as a separate topic, but it comes right into this. So, of course, then the next day, the tweeter in chief has a tweet come out, said, "Oh, you know, he had he fired Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI." At which Pat Oswalt had the greatest tweet ever. You just admitted to obstruction of justice on Twitter. <laughs> because, or no, right. was he? Because he, he, he's, he, he's he admitted said, that he knew. Yeah. He said he knew you lied to the FBI, which is why then he told Comey to lay off Flynn, which is, huh. right. And and here's the thing about obstruction of justice, which again. I got to imagine if Mueller comes at him, that's one of several things, right? But here's the thing about obstruction of justice is it, it's, it has to have corrupt intent is the way it's worded. Right. Which means state of mind when you're doing something is very important in the building a case for obstruction of justice. So by saying that and the FBI, those three words in that tweet seemingly <laughs> define that state of mind. Now, of course, that by Monday morning, uh, John Dowd, lawyer, the attorney. Which one is it? Yeah. John Dowd. Cobb or Dowd? He's got yeah. two lawyers for two different things. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Right. Yeah, this is John Dowd. So, John Dowd took credit yep. for the tweet and said the, and that he wrote it, conflating the two things, not the president. Right. So either he's a either he's a very bad lawyer or he's a very bad liar. Well, here's the thing: we know he's a very bad lawyer. Well, <laughs> we have some evidence of that, and, and this is kind of fun. Go go look up John Dowd and Pete Rose baseball, <laughs> because John Dowd once upon a time was speaking to a sports management class at George Washington University, and just off the top of his head, he started discussing the fact that. George Steinbrenner was pushing for Pete Rose to be in the Hall of Fame so that George Steinbrenner could be in the Hall of Fame. And, and it was just this, this kind of a – just a strange little theory. And this student, Will Young, um, was like, what is this? And he asked some follow-up questions and then he posted it on his blog. And this was a long – I mean this is like 2001, 2002, something like that. Um, and then like it got actually picked up by – uh, the papers in New York and Dowd just kind of like had to like backtrack because he was just speaking out of nowhere. Um, and it's funny because Will Young is actually a friend of mine. So <laughs> my, uh, a friend of mine has actually had interactions wherein he has proven that John Dowd um, will just say things uh, without any basis. So now, would a lawyer? So this is the question, right? Would a, so did he just take the credit? We'll say credit blame for the tweet, so as to, you know, <laughs> right. see, no, no, I did that, so you can't call it obstruction of justice, or <laughs> or did he? Or did? If that's or did true, Trump did he actually it. write something that looks like obstruction of justice as a lawyer? Well, right. I mean, he he very well could have. And um, then, just written it. Was it him or Cobb now that said that the 
constitutionally, the president can't obstruct justice. That was also Dowd. I think that is. <laughs> Which, I, I find that again, argument. Again, I think I've, everyone from the Nixon era uh, was able quickly re, uh, replied, mm, "No, that's that's not true." <laughs> yeah, no. It, 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 that's that, that ignores a little the, the little constitutional issues there. I'm yeah, I don't find that There's, argument to be yeah. particularly persuasive. No, and, and neither does well, neither did Congress in the seventies, the Republican Congress in the seventies, and right, right. Some would some would add that you know had it happened in the nineties, and neither would a Republican Congress in the nineties. You know, yeah. it, just, it, it seems that. Yeah, and Nixon did try the exact same defense that the president can't. If the president does it, it's not illegal. So, again, we just kind of keep seeing Watergate just replay over and over and over again in all this in just a really bizarre way. Which it, it, it's the it's the cover up parts that, that kind of are being replayed. Like, there's you know where I, I suspect this is this is my own personal opinion on this is they you know and and this is what Don Jr. has said. They went to the Russian meeting thinking they were going to get something on Clinton. They got nothing. They left disappointed, which means they had intent to collude with the Russians. Right. Right. But um, I, I, I think, you know, in kind of like in terms of like the Watergate was a stupid burglary that led to all these other things. What's going to happen is, OK, that didn't happen, but they probably caused they probably committed other crimes in trying to hide that. <laughs> It, it could be. It could be. That, or that, you know, that's my suspicion. That's they my very suspicion. well could have colluded on other things. Um, other things, or had attempted to. It could work. And, or, you know, the um, I, the I, the I, change think, the change I in think, the position on the Ukraine stuff. I think is uh, that I think that's kind of a that catches yeah. my eye. Yeah. That okay. So you want to talk about that? Uh, I, man, we're gonna do. A, I mean, this could be our whole show tonight. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I said. I, we're. We're we're going but, on. You, so. you brought it up. You have to. You can't. You, you can't. All right. So thing. I mean, just just right. So I mean, there's. So basically, uh, obviously, Russia has been in Ukraine and causing all sorts of problems there, and and wanting to take over and uh, you know reclaim their old sovereign land or or whatever their idea is with that. And obviously, I mean, they've they've literally killed people, poisoned people, uh, in the Ukraine to to fight this battle. It's the, the opinion Ukraine. of the marvelous Patrick show that Vladimir Putin is a bad man. So, so uh, you know they um, they the Trump crowd uh, very much apparently um, put pressure on the Republican National Convention and things like that, um, very specifically to address the the Republican platform's position with regard to Russia's involvement in Ukraine. And it was very much a softening of that opposition uh, such that, uh, you know, it does seem like the Russians maybe got something from the Trump group uh, yeah. with regard to that. And and I, as I understand it, there's actually been some recent uh, people from the Republican National Committee or, or whoever – also subpoenaed by Mueller in yeah. order to investigate, you know, what happened as a result of some of those, um, you know, where that came from. And it sounds really interesting that that was like the only thing the Trump camp pushed for with regard to the platform. Like yeah, they really right. didn't I mean, want they anything were else. Disinterested. Yeah. And so, to, so to me, I'm, I have a wonder, you know, and now how much there's the whole sanctions issue too. Yeah. Yeah. So like to me, I don't know how much of it was about Clinton versus how much of it was about Trump personally or – yeah, right? Like what else was going on? The thing is we know, right, that a lot of Trump's money goes through Russia. A lot of his business's money – I mean this is not a secret. Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank, right, which – is basically the only ones that would give Trump money being he bankrupted so many times, right, is largely controlled by Russia. Um, So, and now, of course, Mueller, it's announced today, or comes out today, that Mueller is is looking at Trump's money. I've seen conflicting reports on that. But, you know, that's not a surprise. I mean, we we suspected he'd be going down that road because of all the money laundering experts on his team. Yeah, I'm just going to say we don't... So this was... But, but I mean, it, 
there's there's something there. <laughs> you're right. I mean, this is we're, we're not done. This is the tip of the iceberg. But um, man, I just hope it happens before he nukes somebody. <laughs> Which yeah, well, was going to be one of my topics tonight was North Korea, but I didn't. So um, <laughs> should we move yeah. on to happier things? Yeah, let's move on. Stranger Things season two. All right. This is your topic. All right. So I watched Stranger Things, including just recently finishing season two. And, and uh, it was really, really I, – I love this show. I really, really enjoy it. It's it, it's the X-Men, man. Am I right? I mean it's totally 1980s X-Men. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know about that because I don't know 1980s X-Men. But to, to me, it's it does a really – it's really it has a soft touch on so many things. And I really appreciate that because I feel like far too often things are just like beat over people's heads and, and too much. And, and there's some of that and there was probably well, more of that in the first season. But The kids season... are written as kids and they're acted as kids. Right? Yes. They're not young yes. adults at, you know, pretending to be kids or anything like that or kids – Talking like adults. They, this is this is so genuinely kid. Yeah, I I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's, mean, uh, part, uh, let's, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched season one or season two of Stranger Things, and you intend to, you know, skip ahead a little ways till we get to the Avengers trailer. Um, I think that the single best character on there is Dustin. No, 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 no. And here he he cracks me up every. Every interaction oh. he has with anyone is the best. He's, he's a great character, but he's, he's just kind so of he's I mean, he's a he's a classic outsider who's actually like a really genuinely interesting good person and you know, but he's the, also like has, the most self-aware. That's the yes. thing, right? Yes, he I is. Mean, the, the the best moment for me was when he goes over to 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 uh was it Mike's house? And, he, and the dad answers the door. And he's like, I don't know where he is. He goes, you're, you're no help. You're just, <laughs> you're no help. Just, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like the thing we've all thought, like when, when talking to people, right? Like, <laughs> but like, we don't say, especially like to our friends, parents or something like, what is wrong? We're like, what's wrong with you? It's like, you know, we all had those moments where, where we're talking to someone like, oh God, I, and he just, he's like, I got real problems. I don't have to. I don't have time for this. He's just gone. <laughs> and then he ends up with Steve Harrington. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great. Like, and, and even he's like, look, this is all I've got. <laughs> you know, him ending up with Steve Harrington reminded me an awful lot of Freaks and Geeks, uh, which I don't know if you you yes. haven't watched. Right? Or yes. You, you have, the end yeah. of it with, with James yes. Franco yes. playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, very much yes. reminded me of that. Um, but but so, so I do, I do love Dustin as a character, but I'm going to say my favorite character. And, and for me, this is the guy just like embodies what it is to be like a real hero. Um, you know, is, is our sheriff. Um, he is what he's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's, he's a new Hellboy. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 But he's just, he's. You know, he's he's complex, but not like so complex. And he he's willing to kind of like fight that, like, got to be a man, stoic kind of thing that you often see and like tries to break through that and tries to communicate, which he doesn't really know how to do because, you know, he's a well, he's stoic a of the growing up in the I, 70s. Right. You know, and and he's he's obviously been through some difficult stuff. I mean, how many times did he talk about like trauma being real in season two? Because he he gets it like obviously he gets it. He didn't say I feel that he he didn't like pour it out like, oh, I'm this hurt person. He just like acknowledged it. And in that acknowledgement, you got so much from him. Like, ah, just and and he's you know he's self-sacrificing even with like i mean come on joyce is absolutely nuts and and he like was willing to like sit down and and listen in the first place and just ah oh, he's such a a role model in so many ways here's what i here's what i would say about all the characters is it's like when you first 
when you first first glance, you're like, oh, it's going to be this stereotype. It's going to be this cliche, right? It's going to be this type of character. And that's like just the surface. Like they all take whatever that stereotype or cliche is and explode it. Yeah, the, yeah, they make it right? real. Like, it's... yeah, like oh, he's the small town sheriff who you know whatever the mysterious tragic past, and then. But, you know, he never, he just moves on. Like, that's the thing that happened. Like, his, his daughter's dead, and that's, his marriage and fell apart. And, and it still haunts know. him, but not but, in such a way that... But he's still doing his job, and he's still a guy, and... He still jokes around, and yeah, yeah he's right. he's still like, a person. You know, uh, oh, they're the nerdy kids, right? But they're not, like, cliche nerdy, like, they're, at all. I mean, they're, right, right. Right, I mean... They go deeper. They, and I will say, one of the things that I really, really appreciated about season two is, is season one, honestly. Oh no. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. We'll never know what he really appreciates. He's back. Hello. Are you, you're there. You're back. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. All right, you were about to say something really profound and brilliant about season two versus season one, and then you oh, were I gone. Did, I, I did say it, and you missed it. And now we'll never know. Yep. That's that's the way it works. So, no. Yeah. So, Stranger Things <laughs> season two did something very different than season one. In season one, honestly, you could have dealt with – you easily – could have cut one of the nerdy main character boys. Oh yeah. Right? They were they were not unique from each other. Like you really only needed them insofar as like they could react to each other. But that was they like didn't move the plot forward. They weren't unique from each other. Season two, they were all unique. Oh, right? They all had their own thing going on. And that was that was except for Mike. Actually, Mike had the least to do this time, which but, was interesting. But that's okay. Right? That's his, okay. His job was to pine over Eleven being gone, right? And try and to help a, Will. Yeah, you know? and that's okay. That, great, like that worked. Like that was, you know, that was his role. But yeah, I think and, that was fair though. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to see the other characters get more, more of that time, and to actually get more development, not just more time. Like they actually got to. It's that subtlety and that nuance and that and that realism that really. I mean, it's it's crazy to talk about a show like Stranger Things for its realism. But well, I think but, here's the thing. Like we kind of got this glimpse in season one that Lucas was the moral compass of the group, right? In a lot of ways, because he's the one that uh, called out Mike about you know about everything happening with the group and everything, you know, and they had their fight and stuff, you know, and it was just like a little, but in, in this season, we actually got to see like, that's very much a part of him. Like this whole honesty thing that really comes from him. Like he had to tell Max the truth, right? That was, right. that was his thing he had to do, right? Dustin's character is, he's the one that's curious. He is genuinely curious and interested. I mean, and you think about it, he was the one that got like the science teacher to help them or, you know, kind of covertly and everything in season one. Well, that was really, again, just the surface. It's further developed. He has a natural interest in all this weird stuff going on in the world. He, he, he has to touch it to see it, to find out what it is, right? And that's, you know, so you could see, like, they, they went out, had their own, their own things. One of the things I thought was so great about season two, and, and I thought this had to be so hard, because it had to be so tempting to have it be, like, the Eleven show. Oh yeah, she was such the breakout character after season one, and everyone was just fawning over Millie Bobby Brown and everything, you know, as an actress. And you know, the fact that they would go entire episodes without seeing her, and that had to be like, as a creative, you know, from a creative standpoint, that had to be so hard because you had this thing that you know that you know, in a in a way, people. This is the thing people are paying to see is Eleven, yeah, yeah, and her story, and and then you know. Okay, we we see her at the very end of the first episode, right? And then we see she's got like this little like we'll just see the bits and pieces of her until she finally gets that entire episode all right. herself. Where, now, what did you what do you think about, about that? that? Is it okay? So I love that, right? Where we have this huge moment where the monsters are coming. I mean, there's a swarm of the demodogs uh, coming to get everyone and kill everyone, 
right? And when we see this is where everything has gone wrong. Yep. There's, you know, there's the sheriff looking at all this. They're all trapped in the compound. And then we get an entire episode of what Eleven's up to at that time. Which is like that. See. Right. And if, and, and, and like, you could actually see, like, this is, it's more like a novel. When they say chapter this, chapter that, that is a very, that structurally, that is more like a novel, right? Where you have, like, this chapter is about this character, this chapter is about this character, this chapter, you know, is this plot line, this chapter is this plot line. And then for a while, you, know, you have some, like, at the beginning of the book, you have chapters where maybe a couple of the plot lines kind of start together, and then they all get their own things later on. And at the end, they all come together again, right? And, and so you have times right. where, like, like there'll be entire chapters of a story just devoted to one plot line. And that's what they actually did with the show, which again, like if this is a regular show on network TV, a network like ABC, CBS, et cetera, et cetera, you would never get away with doing an entire for paying for an entire episode with only one of your stars. Right. Right. When you've paid, Not at all. paid and, and I... for a season. Yep. Yep. Right. No, I, I liked, I liked that too. And I know, I know it ha- didn't get the most favorable reaction, right? People were, were frustrated. i not just with the placement of it, but just with it kind of being like this, like side quest type of thing. Right. Um, but for me, it I really worked it. Yeah. because, because it really drove her storyline. And because if they had edited, differently, I felt like, if they had put it, so it was, interspersed so those two episodes were yeah, an l scene and a them scene and an l scene and then it, it went to work it, the, the tension would have been gone right right yeah no i i i agree i i liked the way they did that um i will say honestly i felt a little bit there's you know that whole like when people don't communicate and that the storyline um especially when like they artificially don't communicate uh, that that always drives me crazy because like oh all these problems would have just been avoided if you would have just said you know oh hey I went over to Dave's house right or whatever something you know whatever yeah. thing is the thing um, that old joke that there's so many movies and stories that if they took place now would be solved by cell phones yeah yeah right well that worked, they around that here with the setting but but, but the same, same idea that like these you know these, this miscommunication idea. That you know, just is kind of weak. Yeah, and so I did. I did find the whole like the your your tension between L and Hopper to be a little bit forced, a little like because they showed so much of their like having a good relationship together. Um, Except for that it was one a, thing about L. I'm going to defend it because we know that she has limited linguistic skills. Right, right. But it's just to me, to me, like I can understand the lack of patience, but I, I couldn't quite understand the lack of communication. It, and, and, you know, and so I was saying for like, you know, he tries to communicate like like that was one thing that just something in that connection that sent her off on her side quest that just felt a little too forced. Like it felt like he would have stepped in quicker um, earlier on to cut that off. But, you know, obviously then you don't get your side quest and you don't get her developing her, you know, her storyline in the same way. So I, I, I can forgive it. But that's the that's one thing I thought was a little bit uh, could have been better. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but still, it was, I mean, really good. Um, you know, and and I think what's yeah, absolutely. Really great, I, I think what really made me happy about this season was it was a happy ending. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a third season. Yeah. It's been you know it's going to happen and everything, but you know, uh, with the exception of Bob. Right. Oh, Bar- Bob. so Barb, Bob, do you kind of get a feeling that maybe there's a name thing happening there? Um, great. We're poor Bob, man. Bob was great, by the way. He was great. He was Sean Austin so- and uh, Sean Astin and, and Paul Reiser were fantastic. Yes, the they were. Yeah, they, they were. They so really were. Like the fact that Paul Reiser survived made me so happy. Right. Because. You know, it kind of in yeah. some way, he he was playing a very 
some you know you could almost say he's playing the ancestor of his character from Aliens. <laughs> you know the company man, but this is the guy that was not he, you know you you thought I, I think when he's introduced and everything you're like you're like oh he's the company man we're gonna he's gonna be bad and, and you know, like you want to hate him but he's but not he a bad was, guy he says I'm not a bad guy more he's complex. not he's genuinely not a bad guy he's genuinely just yeah, trying yeah, to do he's... his job and in fact when the other people at the at the compound the lab say well this kid's gonna die no matter what we should just burn it he's the only one that actually like no we're gonna save the kid <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, that was. Uh, he's like, I told them we're gonna save their kid. No, <laughs> right. I know that yeah, was good. He actually that meant was... it. Like everyone else just assumed he was just saying things, but he actually meant what he was saying. But no one believed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. I uh, but Bob, Bob was a, was a, was a sad loss. Yeah, um, um, he was the boyfriend, and I, I knew Bob wasn't gonna make it out. Right? I mean, I knew it was like his job, like. You know, the minute, I mean, the minute they got to the Jurassic Parky kind of stuff, <laughs> where, you know, oh, the, yeah. the demodogs totally have lost the raptors. It's like, well, there's no way Bob's going to make it out of this, because ultimately, no, we, there's need no Joyce way. And, no. we need we need at some point Joyce and Hopper to get together, right? I mean, that's that's the last couple we need yeah. to get together. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. You know, and I, everyone I, else I, had this happy ending except for Joyce, right? I mean, because right. Hopper but got that the really, daughter. Elle's going to get out to the world. You know, she's with Mike. Uh, Lucas and Max are together, you know, um, Nancy and Jonathan are together, uh, you know, and Steve Harrington seems maybe like the biggest, you know, it's, it, you, I never really liked Steve until he got teamed up with Dustin. <laughs> oh, I liked Steve in season one, not right away at the beginning, obviously, and you weren't supposed to, but by the end of season one, man, I liked Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it was, uh, yeah, and it was I good. I was like, eh, Steve, cause I, I always felt like he should have been then after season one. Like I was really disappointed to see he wasn't trying to be a better friend to Jonathan. Eh, I, but, but you know, I, just, see, I put that on Jonathan. Like after they go to through things like that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Jonathan kind of disappeared. That's true. That's, I, I, I know. I'm just, I, I put that on Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, yeah, I, 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 I feel like there should be like, a, I hope, I really hope, though, the guy that plays Dustin, Gaten, whatever last name guy is, um, I really hope like he, his career is fantastic because I think he's just so funny. He is he the way he delivers his lines and everything. He is just hilarious. He's a hoot. He is. I, I he's enjoy fun him. to watch. He's so fun. So, all right. Oh, my well, God. How, We're only halfway what, through this show. Yeah. Oh what, ti- what time are we at? We're at like an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's do this. Let's let's stick. Let's pick one of those last two topics for this. No, nope, we got it. No, man, this is not. Oh. You don't change. You don't change horses midstream. But the next two are very quick topics, I think. All right. All right. We'll make them quick. We're gonna. So the Avengers trailer for Infinity War came out uh, last week. What'd you think? It was cool. Yes. It was right, cool, great. wasn't it? Get next this topic. man a shield. <laughs> no, I I just want to say like there's some things in there that are very exciting to look at. Um, you know, that line where, you know, get Captain America, you know, get him, get him the shield. Well, back in the comics in the 80s, when he, when Steve Rogers was forced to give up the Captain America identity to somebody else in, in the comics, and he lost the shield and everything, and he just became uh, a nomad called the Captain. Um, yep. He did get a new shield, and it was made to, for him by Black Panther. So that's actually like a direct scene from a comic, which is very, very nice. exciting. It's great to see Bucky in action. Um, it's great to see all these pieces coming together, and um, yeah, I oh, there's just so much in it, and I just can't wait. Um, my kids are super excited, obviously. Uh, who do you think's gonna die? Everybody. I think so too. No. Well, no, because I mean, we have no, the I... life stone. I mean, this is the whole thing with the Infinity Stones, right? Is I mean, this is even in the comics. There was in one of the storylines with the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos killed pretty much everyone there was only like a handful of people left in the entire universe and then they all got better so i anything's up for grabs i think in in these movies hmm. yeah that, interesting. that's i think the important thing to really pick yeah. up on i think no, i mean i see the vision i think as a clearly human. Iron Man. well I, 
I don't know. I, I want to just see these people just get, I want to see these characters just get recast. You know, I, that's, they did it with the Hulk. It worked out really well. I think they could just keep doing it, but I, I don't think you have to be beholden to, I mean, like, you know, James Bond or Batman or Superman. I don't think I, it'd be stupid to say that only this one actor is this person right now. That's, that's my opinion, but uh, I, Infinity I, War yeah. coming out not soon enough. Right. I mean, we, I haven't seen Thor yet. Um, cause, Oh, and I, I, I really need to, but eh. yeah, yeah, you do. Um, Back from the Dead, female musicians. This is your topic. So remind people, what is Back from the Dead? All right, Back from the Dead is a segment where we bring people back from the dead. We pick some person, one person from a category of people, in this case, female musicians, who we would, if we could, see them come back from the dead and, and go on. And what would have been with their lives, if they, whether they died young or died old or, or whatever. We just like to, to see it uh, go, you know, what would have been. And so we talk about uh, pick some people. So, All right. Well, since this is your topic, who would you start with? All right. Well, I think for me the, the obvious one, and, and ultimately it is the one I would go with, is um, Amy Winehouse. Huh. Her, I, you know, I feel like she was sort of the, uh, the standard bearer for that uh, rebirth of the old, uh, I guess, jazzy, you know, type of sound. Um, yeah. And uh, and I loved her voice, loved her albums, found her, um, found her to be a fascinating musician. And you know, if you could, if you could bring one person, female musician, back from the dead for her music, it would be to me Amy Winehouse. Now, how long she'd last after that, Two I days. think, is a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's uh, that's the one that jumps out to me. That gone too soon thing really, really resonates there. You know, I have a hard time with this one. Just I'm trying to think of, like, female musicians I like that are dead. It's kind of, you know... And, and, you know, the one that springs to mind immediately for me is Janis Joplin. It, yep, yep. And, I, you know, and I, I feel a little disappointed in myself because I feel like it's such an obvious choice. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, who else? And, again, you know, it's always interesting because, like, what else would they have done? You know, or what else right. could they have done? And, I, yeah, right. while I... I, I you know Amy Winehouse I don't I don't know I don't know what more she would have done and I don't I kind of feel like the same way with Janis Joplin is you know I don't know how much more she would have done yep 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 so let's see here so Joplin was definitely another one that that came to mind for me um, uh, another one um, I think it would be interesting would be Mama Cass. See again, and, and that, that'd be the next one. And again, I, 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 and I feel like a lot of these are very obvious. But maybe that's maybe also part of that is because, uh, just of the nature of women, the career of women singers. Yeah, and, yep. and of how you know, and how we how culturally they have been treated. Right. That these are the ones we're going to. You know, these luminaries. As a, as opposed to you know, like when we when we did um, male singers, you know, like we we had, uh, I think, a much larger pool that we were kind of thinking of that were, you know, that we wanted more from, uh, in you know, or, or more pop culturally, I you know, but and and because I think there's something about the male rock star, uh, you know, image, you know, of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? That we kind of think of uh, the male rock star maybe more than the, the female, uh, you know, we think female pop star. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think, I mean, some, I think there's some gender stuff at play actually here. Oh, I, I think so too. I mean, I, I mean you gotta, especially remember like radio airtime, right. Was, was a lot harder for females to come by for the longest time. Probably still, it still is, is by I mean, on really, terrestrial radio, you know? And so, I mean, it, there's, there's that. Uh, and then, so, you know, and, and, just the numbers, I think, is a is a big part of of the game there. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, 
that's definitely a. Because uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. really I'm really struggling on this one to think of, like, you know, trying to think of anyone I. And I'm, you know, and like I keep going back to like who, you know, like standard singers and things like that now. You know, like I'm trying to think like, you know, oh, oh, really, I mean, like I'm going like back like really far. What, what there really is a dearth of is, um, you know, people probably from the 80s on that I, that come to mind, which is different from what it was for male singers back from the dead. Right. Right. Um, well, I'm going to say because she did opera Madeline Kahn, but <laughs> interesting. <laughs> That's for other reasons. <laughs> oh, all right. That's for right. other reasons, though. Yeah, but I think, yeah, and, so... you know, but maybe that's another piece of it is also, you know, women who sing, you know, also tend to often. I think there's probably more in the theater realm than perhaps just the pure music realm. Oh yeah. You know, unless they're you know a pop star, and then you know, and oftentimes again, this is you know we get the teen pop star, I, I, which I think there's a whole other topic here actually. About why yeah, this is tricky. Definitely, definitely could be. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Um, well, anyone so else I'm, that jumps to mind? No, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Janis Joplin. And also, I think you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I think I mean, the reason I'm trying, like, I'm, I'm thinking like who actually like, would write their own songs and had messages and stuff. Like, if Lady Gaga was dead, I'd say Lady Gaga, right? Cause I like her. Okay. Okay. But she's not, but I, I, now like, I wish these people were die so I could bring them back to life. It's kind of like the other weird thing, but maybe that's also something like right now. I feel like the, the, the female pop or female singers right now, I feel are, you know, Amy Winehouse comes to mind because she had so much trouble. You know, I think a lot of people might also say like Selena. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, Cause of the tragedy of starting her death. Um, but you think about like right now, um, Florence from Florence and the Machine, St. Vincent, uh, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. Um, we have a pretty good crop of female singers right now who actually seem to be not self-destructive. Or at yeah. least they're keeping their career, you know, they're kind of keeping it together and putting out some, you know, fairly decent work. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Or other work. So I think that you know, I think that's the other thing is maybe, you know, maybe do men just are men more likely to die in this scenario than women? And I don't know. That, that could be. Uh, although you know what, I I did think of another one while yeah. we've been talking here. Sharon Sharon Jones. Huh. Yeah. Of Sharon Jones and the Dap and the Dap Kings and the Dap, uh, yeah, and, and she had a she long was a, career. And, she, and, and again, again, we're looking. I mean, she did. We think about like all these names we're talking about. These are not like when we did the male singers. Like there was like they were like giants, like Michael Jackson, Prince. I mean, these were people who, you know, were huge pop icons and things like that. Whereas more, a lot of the women we're talking about, with the exception of Amy Winehouse, you know, Janis Joplin was never. You know, a, a, I think a huge megastar, I don't think we could say, right? Mama Cass, not really a megastar right. in, you know, the way we think of it now compared to, you know, like with the other, like the men we had had on our list. Um, and now when you just, um, oh God, the name you just said left me. <laughs> Sharon Jones. Sharon Jones, right? Again, not a mega, not a megastar. So all these women are also, right. like I said, and even Amy at Winehouse, she never, she was not really a big top 40 kind of megastar. She was probably the closest to megastar. None of these people, they were all, the, all the people we're naming are on the fringes in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that's also got something to do with it. I could. I could. Wow. But Let's end on that downer. Of all death. right. This has been one heck of a show. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Marvelous Patrick Show. Uh, if you're hearing this from Google Play or Apple Podcasts, please rate us and subscribe. If you'd like to hear more, go to patreon.com slash marvelouspatrick. One dollar will get you more podcasts that you uh, you get you early access to, to the new shows. It'll also get you uh, like a thousand pages of comics that I have done all for that same dollar, plus uh, more new comics all the time and any other new content as I make it. Uh, please 
find me. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or anything else about the show or anything else I do, at Marvelous Patrick on all the social medias that you can think of. I am very easy to find. You can Google Marvelous Patrick. Remember, there's no K in Patrick, just like there's no crying in baseball. My co-host is Matt Novak. Hi. Well, bye now, I bye. suppose. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't do social media or anything else like that? You can find him uh, in any analog method of stalking you choose, I guess. Uh, anything else you want to add tonight, Matt, before we wrap up? I'm good. All right. Folks, uh, thank you again for listening. Please uh, check us out on social medias and everything like that. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, man, I've got like a gajillion topics i got to pick three from. That's so good because I have zero that I have to pick three from. So. Uh, do you, you, but the show works with us both picking having three. Well, I mean, I, I have three, but they're, oh, not, okay. you know, they're not any good. All right. That's that's hey, they don't have to be it doesn't I said we're doing a podcast. I didn't say we're doing a good podcast.